All right. Uh, if you have your Bibles, if you can turn to Ecclesiastes uh, 12, uh, 13 through 14, please. And then if you can make a mark uh, for Matthew 22, uh, verse 35 through 40. Uh, and then um, before I get on the message, I want to thank Pastor for giving me the opportunity to preach. And uh, thank all of you guys for your support. It has been a long two years. i uh, been at college just working and doing my schoolwork. Uh, I'm point one away from getting sum cum laude, so I'm working hard on that, and just um, been working hard, uh, working on my ministry. It's just a lot, but I know the reward is so much um, when I go out on the weekends and when I go out into school and just see a changed life or just see so much. So I want to thank you guys for your support and your prayers, and uh, you know, uh, just thank you guys. And um, in Ecclesiastes, uh, a minute here, uh, verse 12, uh, we'll start at 13, verse number 13. It says, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter, fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of men, a man. For God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. And uh, pay attention to that verse, uh, Ecclesiastes 12:13. And then if you could turn over to Matthew 22, verse number, and I marked the wrong thing here, what up here, 22, verse number 35. Uh, let you guys get there real quick. Then one of them, which was a lawyer, asked him a question, tempting him and saying, Master, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment, and the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophet. Let's pray real quick, and then I'll get, uh, we'll jump right into it. Uh, dear Jesus, I thank you for the day you've given us. Thank you for the uh, Sunday dinner and, and the souls that were saved today, Lord. I just pray that you'd use me to, um, today. I know that I can't really speak without you, Lord, and I pray that you just give me your Holy Spirit power upon this time. In your name I pray, amen. I'm going to go ahead and transfer over to the handheld. Um, you guys can see me, right? <laughs> um, I was, it wasn't actually a couple days ago, I was reading through my Bible, and I saw that verse in Ecclesiastes, verse number 13, and I just, something about it caught my eye. Uh, it said that we ought to keep the commandments. That's the duty of man. And for a while, uh, and during the summer, I was cleaning dealerships. And during that time, I would think a lot. And sometimes God's word would come out. And I was just so happens that uh, I was thinking of God's love. And I've been wanting to preach this message during a, a preaching bus. Uh, but I've never gotten a, around to it. Uh, But I was thinking of that verse, and then something clicked. God gives us the the most important commandment, which is to love him and to love others. And then he says, that is the duty in Ecclesiastes, what I read this week, that is the duty of man. So our duty as Christians and as believers is to spread the love of God to everyone. So I'm, as I was reading that, and as it clicked, I kind of thought of that message I was going to preach, and it turned to a bunch of 360s, um, to a 360, 
And uh, it turns out we're going to use a lot more Bible than I usually uh, use. So um, hopefully, hopefully that's not an issue. We are at church, right? <laughs> so um, our first uh, passage, um, very familiar passage, if you guys don't mind, John three sixteen. And um, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. We know that verse, it's very a popular verse. Even people who don't really uh, know Christ, they preach that, uh, they give that verse out a lot. Uh, but it's a, it has a much more me- uh, deeper meaning to me than a lot of other people. Um, I remember, um, it wasn't too long ago, maybe about going on a year, we had these kids that uh, me and my uh, friend invited to church, uh, these seven kids, and every week they would come faithfully and I remember them, and man, there was, there was such love for them. They, they would come with a smile every week. They would, uh, every, every Sunday, they would come with a smile. We would visit them Saturday, and they say, yeah, we'll be there. And I asked one of the kids once, what do you like about going to church? Well, they said, oh, the bus ride. And then, um, I, and then they said, but I also feel loved by you guys. And it kind of caught my heart, and I was like, man, the love I have for these kids, I, I don't want them to draw away from us. Well, it wasn't too long later that they said, yeah, um, our, our mom is looking to move. Um, usually in Chicago, if um, you'll see this quite often, a family would, uh, would just move if they're not able to pay rent. So sometimes those kids that you get to like, connect with and that you love, they'll, they'll be gone within the next weekend because their parents just don't have the money or or something like that, and um, well, it happened to these kids, and uh, my heart was broken. I had such a love for these kids, and I, I didn't want them to go, but they, um, I saw, I went into their house Sunday, and I saw that their house was empty, everything was empty, and I was very disappointed, but I knew that's how, um, that's how it is. My heart was broken, but I couldn't, I was thinking of that and how much I love those kids, and I couldn't imagine how Jesus Christ felt when he gave his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross. You see, um, I think of that verse a lot. I think of that, and it's more than just a verse. If you look at it, you look at the way Jesus Christ died. He had a crown of thorns on his head. His, nails were pier- his hands were pierced to nails. He was whipped. He was brutalized. He was spat on, disrespected. And why, did, why was that the case? Because he loved each and every one of us. It was a love. It was a. It was a love that had sacrifice. And I think in today we need Christians and believers to go out and just sacrifice time and sacrifice their love to other people. This gospel is not going to come out without us loving others and without sacrifice. There's much more to uh, to the Christian life than than just just going to church on Sunday morning and Sunday night and Wednesday night. We need to be out soul winning and soul conscious at work. Think of your co-workers at school. Think of your schoolmates. Quinn, that's great that you got your, uh, your friend to come. Hopefully he comes, and I'll be praying for him Amen. or she. But let me tell you, that's a sacrifice that we need to make as Christians. We need to make sure we're going out every time we have the opportunity on a Saturday morning or a Wednesday night soul winning and knocking on those doors because guess what? It's a sacrifice that's going to be rewarded and a reward that's going to be much more than houses and cars at this time. 
this reward is going to lead to a soul in heaven instead of hell. And I can't think of a greater, uh, greater reward than that. Seeing someone that, that, you got, uh, that you led to the Lord and they come up to you in heaven and they say, thank you for sparing my life. And you never know, maybe that person would be the next bus rider or bus worker going to Howes Anderson College. If you just take that sacrifice, take what God shown you and give it to others, that love of sacrifice. Um, and I'm not going to be long today, um, but I definitely want to make sure that I'm getting God's word in. Next one, uh, we actually sung this earlier today um, during the morning service. First John 3, 1 John 3.1, um, it says, Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the Son of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it, know, it knew him not. You see, um, um, towards the end of the summer, I worked two jobs. Uh, I wouldn't have a ride to get to uh, work, so I'd have to use, uh, what, instead of taxis, they're using Ubers now. So I would, um, I would be Ubering my way to work. And um, talk about uh, crazy, you get the weirdest people that Uber, man. <laughs> but honestly, though, some of those people, man, I talked to them, and uh, they, they picked me up. I, I'd figure out where they were going to pick me up, so I would meet them there. They'd pick me up, and um, they asked. It's a big it's a facility, so they're like, well, what do you do here? Do you work here, or are you living here? Is it an apartment complex? What is it? Well, I told them, um, I, I, I go to school here. Uh, I'm, I'm living at the dorms with my roommates, and they're like, oh, it's a college. I never heard of this college. So I, I let them know a little bit about the college, and... Um, and to my surprise, um, most of these people are very well-knowing of Jesus, and they're, they're saying, yeah, we go to church, and uh, yeah, you know, I, for a while we've been going to church, and uh, we'll definitely look into the school. Uh, some of these people probably won't be going to the school, but uh, they, they, look into, they talk to me. But um, with that, I think of a privilege that God's love give us in being called the child of God. Because so many of these people who used Uber or who I um, Ubered with, they, they, uh, they're not knowing of everything of the gospel, but I make sure that they know that, hey, I'm going to be um, I, I'm a pastoral theology major. And once they hear that, they ask me to pray for them or they ask me to do something. But, um, and I think of it and I think of the testimony that this privilege, that we ought to carry with this privilege it's a privilege that we need to um, that we need to accept. You know, when we accept God's love, we got we were we're now called the child of God. We ought to live that kind of life. We ought to be a Christian that that's very that's very knowing of what people believe and uh, and knowing what what people um, need. We ought to know that people need Christ, and if we want to give them that the gospel. The way we act is a big factor in that. The, the way we, we come upon, upon people, most of my coworkers know I go to church and know I go to the bus ministries on Saturdays and Sundays, and they'll come up to me and say, man, you didn't get a day off. But that's just the thing I love. I love being able to have people know that I'm a Christian and I'm not going to be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Going on door knocking on uh, Saturday, man, Saturdays and Sundays could be brutal, man. You get rejected all over the place. But, but I know that that testimony that I'm showing that, hey, you may not accept it now, but I hope 
that you think about it one day and that you open that track one day and maybe one day it'll be a treasure for you to go to heaven. That's where the reward comes in for me and that's where the privilege of being God's child is comes, comes from me. You know, I love doing what I do. I wouldn't trade going to Howes Anderson College for the world. I wouldn't trade anything that happened in my life for the world because I know God's using it for something or some reason and I just love it. And I think we ought to have that privilege of being God's son, but we also keep that, have to keep that testimony. And then um, we'll go to the third and uh, final point. I said the first point, uh, God's love was a sacrifice. I said the second point was it was a privilege. Um, God's love is a privilege that we, we have. And then if I can find it, we're going to go to Proverbs uh, ten twelve. Okay, hold up here. All right. All right. Um, Proverbs chapter 10, verse number 12. Hatred stirreth up strifes, but love covereth all sins. Just a disclaimer, this doesn't give you, uh, doesn't, this doesn't give you a leeway for sin. God still doesn't like sin, but he still loves the sinner. But I look at that verse, and one thing comes into my mind. God's love shows forgiveness to us. You know, we're all sinners. We've all done bad in our life. But I'm so glad that God's love doesn't exclude us from heaven because of that. Because God, like I stated earlier, gave his son Jesus Christ to die on the cross, we don't have to go to hell. God gave us his son to die on the cross. And I think as Christians, we ought to show mercy and forgiveness to other people. I, I feel like one thing that might have people away from wanting to go to church more often is they feel like church is run by hypocrites. And as unfortunate as it is, most of the case, it's true. But then again, we've all, we are all sinners, and we ought to be critical of other believers. We ought to help by showing God's love to them, showing forgiveness and mercy. I think that if we let the Holy Spirit work on the believer instead of pushing them so fast, everything will come together. But we ought to be patient, and we ought to show uh, God's love by showing forgiveness and showing, showing mercy. That's the greatest thing I've, um, I've experienced. So many mistakes I've made, and yet people at work and people all, all around Christianity just say, Jose, we all make mistakes. It's okay. And we ought to have that love that, um, that Jesus has. Um, I knew I wouldn't be long tonight. Um, I just want to uh, close it. I said that uh, in Ecclesiastes 6.13, it's our duty to show God's love. I gave you three points to show God's love. The first point was God's forgive, um, not God's forgiveness, it's um, God's sacrifice of love, how he gave his son Jesus Christ to die on the cross. The second point is it's a privilege to have God's love and to be a child of God. And then the third point is, um, is we ought to show forgiveness and mercy. Uh, I know I'm not a long-winded preacher, so um, a pastor, if you want to go ahead and take it over from here.